to bless the beloved community, family. And we ask it all in the name of sweet black Jesus. Amen. 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 Yes, he 
the gospel reading for today John chapter 7 verses 37 through 39 I'll read the first verse my desire is that you follow after me and read of the green writing as I read the red writing and then the final verse will appear in black and I would that we would read it together Ashe. On the last day of the festival, the great day, while Jesus was standing there, he cried out, let anyone who is thirsty come to me. And let the one who believes in me drink. As the scripture has said, out of the believer's heart shall flow rivers of living water. Now, he said this all together. Now, he said this about the spirit which delivers in him were to receive. For as yet, there was no spirit because Jesus was not yet glorified. Thanks be to God for the word. Um. All right, y'all, we're going to flow, okay? All right, we're going to flow. So don't worry about what you see. I'm just going to say what we're going to do, and then we'll just flow into that. 
All right, and when I look and I see stuff ain't right, I just correct it as we go. All right. All right. So, uh, where are the, um, anybody know where the, the lift every voice and sing things are? No, I, I don't need it, I, but others do. They got them on the overhead, baby. Huh? Uh, do the ushers have them? Access to them? Okay. All right, right there. Yeah. Okay, and it's going to appear on the screen as well. All right. Y'all, let's get centered. And let's start this with what is known and has been known as the Negro National Anthem. Lift every voice and sing an anthem written by James Weldon Johnson. Y'all listen and watch me direct, all right? Lift every voice and sing Till earth and heaven ring Ring with the harmonies of liberty Oh, 
feel all right here in a minute. We having a good time, right? All right, we having a good time. Yeah, we gonna be having a good time in a minute. All right. The guiding ideals of the Love Community Church of Atlanta. We begin with the principles of Ma'at. I will say the word, you repeat it after me, and I'll give you a brief understanding of what we mean when we say it in this space. All right, truth. Truth. Truth is the eyes, the, is the absence of lies, falsehood, and fakery. It's the present of open and honest communication among the mighty and the holy people of God. Somebody shout truth. truth. Justice. justice. Justice is when the people who need the most help get the most help shout justice. justice. Order. Order. Order is acting with the aim of honoring the agreed upon norms and the best practices that we have identified to help us flourishing as a people. Somebody shout order. order. Harmony. Harmony. Maintaining the agency and the creativity of being able to be your own unique self while seamlessly expressing yourself as a part of the group different notes blended together to create beautiful sounds shout harmony, harmony. Righteousness. righteousness right thoughts right actions resulting in right relationships among others who are striving to be in relationship with God themselves shout righteousness, righteousness. balance righteousness. living a robust life tempered by wisdom wherein curiosity and satisfaction are mediated by moderation and circumspection shall balance. Balance. Reciprocity. Reciprocity. Understanding that giving, planting, and serving results in receiving, harvest, and reaping in every aspect of your life. If you heard any wisdom in what I shared, put your hands together and give God praise. In the room. Next, let us repeat together the virtues of Ma'at. Ma'at. Ready, one, two, three, go. Control of thoughts. Control of actions. Devotion to one's purpose. Faith in your teacher's ability to teach truth. Faith in myself to assimilate the truth. Faith in myself to will the truth. Freedom from resentment under persecution. Freedom from resentment under wrong. Ability to distinguish right from wrong. Ability to distinguish real. Amen. Put your hands together. It sounds real good. Good job. 
Good job. Finally, the Inguzo Saba. Um, these, these are principles that are generally associated with Kwanzaa, however, at the Below Community Church. But we have discovered it to be well if we incorporate these ideas in our everyday living. And so I invite you uh, to say or uh, repeat the Swahili word that I say after me, uh, as well as say the English word together as we put power on it. And I ask that you would read the definition that's below with me as well. Is everybody all right with that? All right, and I want you to do this with power today because this, as y'all say, it's Black History Month. Woo! I ain't really feeling Black History Month this month because I just do black history just every day so hard. Just so hard and it sounds like, it feel like I was kind of, you know, ain't, ain't nothing extra I can do this month that I don't do every day. So, but let's try it anyway, all right? Let's put some extra power on it. All right. Umoja. Umoja. Unity. To strive for and maintain unity in the family, community, nation, and race. Kujichagulia. Self-determination. To define ourselves. Name ourselves. Create for ourselves. And speak for ourselves. Ujima. Ujima. Collective work and responsibility. To build and maintain our communities and make our sisters and brothers problems, our problems, and to solve them together. Ujama! Ujama! Cooperative economics, to build and maintain our own stores, shops, and other businesses, and to profit from them together. Nia! Nia! Purpose, to make our collective vocation the building and developing of our community in order to restore our people to their traditional greatness. Kumba! Kumba! Creativity, to do always as much as we can, in the way that we can, in order to leave our community more beautiful and beneficial than we inherited it. Imani! Faith, to believe with all our hearts in our creator, our parents, our teachers, our leaders, our people, and the righteousness and victory of our struggle. Amen and our shame. Please be seated. There is a Sankofa moment scheduled. The Sankofa moment today makes space to spotlight a great contributor to the cause of black people. Her name is Asada Shakur. Asada Shakur is an African-American author and political activist. She was a member of the Black Panther Party, and I would imagine she still is, as well as the Black Liberation Army. She is known for having said nobody in the world, nobody in history has ever gotten their freedom by appealing to the moral sense of the people who were oppressing them. Her words ring true at this very moment as we continually wrestle and grapple and grapple with the realities of living in a world that is tainted by systems of oppression that seek to control your movement, your thoughts, 
and to a bridge of freedom and your liberation. And so we need sisters like Asada Shakur. We need brothers to be like Asada Shakur, who said as, as well, it's our duty to fight for our freedom. It's our duty to win. We must love and support each other. We have nothing to lose but our chains. If you would, put your hands together for our dear sister, Asada Shakur. She is currently, as my understanding is, she is currently uh, still in exile in Cuba. And uh, yeah, and sometimes, no, almost every time you got to pay the price and sacrifice when you stand for your people when they won't stand for themselves. Ashe. All right, let's see here. Let's pray. I want to pray. I, I, yeah, I know there ain't no prayer up there. I said take it out, but I need to. <laughs> because we're just trying to fit everything into a small time period. And we got a whole lot of stuff to do today. And so we're just playing with doing liturgy. Kind of on the fly. Lord God, I thank you for this day. I thank you for these also precious people that you've allowed to gather in this sacred space. I thank you for the voices that sing, the fingers that play, for the hands that reach up toward the sky and worship. Lord God, I pray that you would you, bless Lord. us thank you, Lord. in this time. Uh-huh that you would lift some of the burdens that we brought into the room. That you would free us to connect with you in the spirit so that our hearts would be lightened. That our ability to shine would be released so that we would bless everybody with whom we come into contact on this day and going forward in our lives. We honor the presence of the ancestors urging us to come together. We ask, oh God, that you would continue to allow the channels of communication to remain open between us and the living dead and the ancestors. And oh God, we pray that the information, that the power, that the fortitude, that the courage that you implanted within our forebearers will continue to live in us that we would be change agents as well that we would be able to stand beneath the pressure but rise above it and emerge as diamonds sparkling in the face of our enemies and we ask these and all blessings in the name of your darling son our savior sweet black Jesus for his sake we always pray amen amen and amen all right. Yeah, man, this old liturgy today, boy, it's, it's mixed up and chopped up. It's crazy. That's what we need. We need a song. How about that? So we can uh, get churchish. You know what I'm saying? All right. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, sisters and brothers, I want to turn us over to the hands of our minister of music. 
our dear brother on drums, our brothers and sisters in accompaniment, as well as the beloved community orchestra and chorale. Come on, y'all.
make some noise right now and just put your hands together. Why don't you open up your mouth and lift your voice and come on let's worship together and tell God just say thank you Lord. Thank you Lord for another day. Uh, for those who are worshiping with us online uh, on this Facebook live feed we appreciate your presence and we know that you're here and I want you to just lift your hands and tell God thank you right now as well man. I see you, brother Maurice, and yeah, man, I'm praying for you and for your family. I see your sister Joyce, love you. And uh, AC, 
sitting up in here and she on the internet as well. Yeah, you can be <laughs> you can you can be on Facebook Live and be sitting in the room as well. So you know we get technological with it. You feel me? All right, but I want everybody to participate in this time of sharing so that we can continue to do the ministry that we do in this place. Uh, the ministry that we do is real. We had a meeting just yesterday, the Beloved Community Development Corporation, and we have invited some new and fresh blood onto our board, and we are invigorated. We are excited about the work of the ministry that the Beloved Community Church does. We don't just meet in here on Sunday mornings, but every day of the week, we are seeing about the people in our community. We worship our God and we serve our people each and every day and that's what this ministry is all about. And I'm glad that you are a part of it. And so, I wish for those who are standing or in this room, I want you to stand. Make sure you get an envelope from the usher. Our bucket of blessings is there. And that's a bucket of blessings I want y'all to know. So, if you don't do nothing, if you ain't got nothing to put in it, I need you to come up and at least touch it. You see what I'm saying? Because it's a bucket of blessings. It'll bless you if you just come into contact with it. And boy, if you drop some minute, you'll bless the beloved community, and that's a beautiful thing. And for those who are not in the room with us, you can be a part of this part by sharing through going to dollar sign T-H-E-B-E-L-O-V-E-D-C-O-M-M-U-N-I-T-Y. That's dollar sign the beloved community on Cash App and make your contribution. You can also go to beloved community ATL at gmail.com and make your contribution through PayPal. The only reason I'm taking this time to talk to you about it is because I got a habit to make the lights go on. You feel me? All right then, so uh, get at me. And uh, I don't want you to participate unless you're blessed, all right? If you ain't blessed, just go on, sit down, and don't even kick it, you know? But if you're blessed, come on up, man, and touch this bucket and bless us as we bless the Lord. Hey, somebody say bless, 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 We thank you for the givers. We pray that you would take that which has been given, that you would multiply it, cause it to be more than enough so that we would be able to share. And we ask it in the name 
of sweet black Jesus, our Lord and Savior. And for his sake, we always pray. Amen. 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 And late in the late midnight hour, oh, 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 God's gonna oh, turn it around. Oh, 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 He's gonna work oh, 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 in your favor. Hey, late in the midnight hour, oh, God's gonna turn it around. Yeah. He's yeah. gonna work in your Y'all ain't fooling with me. <laughs> okay. Y'all go ahead on. It's all right. We're trying to work with the time. Yeah, you're right. You're right. We're trying to fit it all in. But y'all was sounding so good. That's the only reason I thought y'all might do something else. I don't know. Y'all put y'all hands together for Wow, man. We... I guess we live in a world that is so time sensitive. Time is filled with swift transition. Oh, no. Hold to his hand, yeah, God 
to the Hebrews chapter 2. Yeah, this this has been a worrisome, worrisome text. All these texts, all, do I ever bring you a text that don't bother me? <laughs> this, is a, this is a worrisome text. I just be trying to preach the lection. You know what they say you're supposed to be preaching about this Sunday? Preaching about it. Okay. Hebrews 2, beginning at verse 14, reads like this. Uh, from the Re New Revised Standard Updated Edition. <sighs> Since, therefore, the children share flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared the same things, so that through death, he might destroy the one who has the power of death, that is, the devil, and free those who all their lives were held in slavery by the fear of death. For it is clear that he did not come to help angels, but the descendants of Abraham. Therefore, he had to become like his brothers and sisters in every respect so that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in the service of God to make a sacrifice of atonement for the sins of the people. Because he himself was tested by what he suffered. He is able to help 
those who are being tested. The word of the Lord. I want to talk to you this morning from what I have decided to call, we've got an understanding. We've got an understanding. And I'm going to speed preach this. I'm going to be, you're going to be out of here by 1230. I'm for real. Don't, don't laugh. I'm serious. I'm serious. For real though. While black people in Memphis and around the U.S. were still reeling from video exposure to yet another example of man's inhumanity to man, in the city that is synonymous with the murder of Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and Young Dolph, Another black man was murdered by police in L.A. while absconding from capture without the benefit of his legs. His legs were amputated last year. We were in the process of mourning the loss of our brother Tyreek Nichols, who was literally beaten to death by the black thugs in Blue Gang in Memphis. Meanwhile, in L.A., Anthony Lowe, a disabled brother was blasted 10 times in the back at close range after somehow scooting out of his wheelchair and attempting to hobble away from police as best he could with a butcher knife in his hand. That which I have just described is evidence that make the next statement that I Police are the devil, pure and simple. This scripture that I read into your hearing defines the devil as the person or the one who has the power of death. That's what it says. It says the one who has the power of death, the devil. And the police are the primary persons in our society who are characterized by their qualified immunity against prosecution when they murder or cause the death of another human being. They are the only people on the planet that enjoy this particular distinction. They can cause death in our lives and there be no legal response to it. Police have the power of death. The government system has located that power with them. Police are the devil. Don't argue with me. Argue with the text. Some researchers have argued that over the course of their indoctrination, many police develop a number of traits, such as cynicism, being a smart ass for no reason, aloofness, feeling as though they are better, superior, and above everyone else, suspiciousness, 
believing that everybody is a perp. An alienation feeling separated from the people of whom they are a part, which they think helps them cope with the stresses of their job. This sounds to me as if researchers that study them have concluded that police have deep characterological flaws and serious personality disorders that portend toward a sense of danger for those who they target for engagement and ultimately extermination. I contend that people who aspire to police others had an experience in their early life that made them feel helpless. They internalized the feeling of helplessness at being unable to control what happened to them and vowed to gain the power to impose that feeling of uncontrollability upon others who they deem appropriate for punishment. They are really cowards. In order to avoid feeling bullied, they unite their spirits with the big, biggest bully on the block. Racism, white supremacy, patriarchy. They gain access to governmental authorization. They gain access to weapons and a uniform and join a multicolored band of terminators who vow to serve and protect white people and white people's interests no matter how many niggas they got to kill. They live. They live. They live to please their father, the devil, the imaginary embodiment of the fear of death. Listen at me. They are fueled by anxiety, hatred, and an exaggerated sense of connection to power. I'm scared of the police because the police have the power to kill me and face no repercussions. Consequently, I try my best to stay as far away from them as possible. I, I ain't crazy. I, I see how interactions with them go down, and I don't want that smoke. We got to understand it. Got to understand it. I got to understand it. To stay as far away from them as possible. The text, the text with which we wrestle today, and I'll be trying to tell everybody I know, just try to stay away. The text with which we wrestle today is set in the mind of an unknown Christianizer. And you're going to see how this thing comes together, I hope. Clement, the African bishop of the second and third century, reported that Paul wrote the book called Hebrews in Hebrew, and Luke translated it into Greek. Another African bishop, Origen, was reported by Eusebius to have said that only God knows the truth of the matter. The authorship has traditionally been given to Paul, but theologians generally agree that certain features of the text make Pauline authorship unlikely. So since the authorship of this text is unclear, the question becomes, what is the purpose of this text of disputed canonicity? Why is this text even included in the sacred canon of Christendom if they don't even know who wrote it? 
One group of scholars believe that this text was written to exhort the audience to reject local Jewish teachings and to remain faithful to his understanding of Jesus' teachings. White pastor Jack Wellman writes, the purpose of this book of Hebrews is to show the supremacy and sufficiency of Christ as the high priest who intercedes for us, the supremacy of Christ as God himself, and as the perfect once and for all sacrifice that takes away the sins of the world. I believe this letter was constructed to psychologically corral people into a new system of oppression to replace the traditional cartel corruption of the synagogue. This sounds like an introduction to an alternative form of slavery or social control to me. And the goal here is to get the people to go along with it with as least resistance as possible. That's just me, but I'm, you know, hell, I could be a heretic. So let's engage this text with that understanding in the back of our minds while keeping in mind that we may gain insight into how and why the devil needs our blood to satisfy his blood lust. Verse 12 of chapter 12 or chapter 2, rather, begins with the establishment of the humanity of Jesus. They're saying, ain't no hocus pocus going on here. This, Jesus is a man. Since, therefore, the children share flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared the same things. Okay? The writer is affirming that sweet black Jesus was a biological human and not merely a of the public imagination he was real and he was grounded in the experience of a short black nappy haired brother whose beard clung to his chin so tight as to remind one of the wool matted to the backside of a sheep his presence was not remarkable he was simply that thuggish homeless zealous controversial, revolutionary lover of God and lover of the people of God so much so that he put his life on the line in order to make the point. In order to make the damn point that you should not subject yourself to anybody except God. That was the point. You can kill me, you can beat me, you can, you can lie on me, you can do whatever you want to do. I am making the point that I don't report to you. I only report to God, period. That was the point. He was simply that thuggish, Homeless, zealous, controversial, revolutionary lover of God and loves people, God's people that could have looked just like Tyreek Nichols or Anthony Lowe. We got to understand it here. Okay, the text is suggesting that this manifestation of God with us, Emmanuel, Jesus, necessarily experienced death 
so that the ever-living, never-dying creator could get an understanding of it and use that knowledge to destroy the one who has the power of death, the devil, the purpose being to free those who all their lives have been held in slavery by the fear of death. Damn. This is some strange and cryptic language here that begs to be decoded. And oh, my sisters and my brothers, I, I, my, my, I, I believe I didn't crack the code. I believe I cracked it. Okay. Y'all know the scriptures say in 2 Timothy 1 and 7, and everybody know this one. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a strong or sound mind. God, God didn't give us do that the text is clear we didn't learn how to be scary and fearful and anxious from the creator uh, sisters and brothers I believe I cracked it thus we may conclude that fear as we experience it did not originate with our creator it is evident that God implanted within the species human the will to survive and to be free and equipped us with the ability to recognize danger and gave us the mental capacity to develop life-preserving responses to the danger through exercising the power of the intellect. In other words, you should be able to observe what's going on around you, make the necessary adjustments and adaptations to be able to preserve your life. Not just be scared and afraid. Spirit was working with me, man, this morning. I hate what they do to me on Sunday morning after my sermon is written. See, the, because we lack the knowledge, the light is not on, and so we walk in darkness caused by the fear of not knowing. But the information is available, so we do not have to walk in darkness. Back to the paper. God did not wire us to be fearful. We were taught to be fearful by white devils who terrorize, brutalize, violate, marginalize, and otherwise oppress us daily. And so when the Hebrew text says that Jesus died to free those who have been enslaved by the fear of death, I have to believe that these ancient words were written to help us now. I promise you.
promise you I believe that the ancestors are still attempting to speak to us. But we don't believe this the ancestors talking because white folks convinced us into believing that they wrote it. So deep in our heart of hearts, we really don't trust it. In other words, people can only be enslaved when they are afraid to die. But I would, I, I, I would submit that our enslaved ancestors were able to endure 400 years of horror because their ancestors' blood sustained their lives so that the ancestral voices might continue to speak. And unless blood is shed, ancestors can't be heard because the people won't speak words of truth and justice when they are resting peacefully in the bosom of their enemies. saying is the ancestors were not cowardly they withstood the brutality so that their ancestors voices could be heard in the here and now they weren't scared of white folks they were scared of their ancestors oh, you God almighty this is packed y'all it's act out and now it make even more sense this text this, this, is, this is some conglomeration of elite Negroes that's trying to get the rest of the Negroes to go along with the Europeans new program for operating to extract resources from them And they know that we love the story. They know that our people have always loved the story of the great ancestor. The one who sacrificed his life for truth and for justice. And of course they identified with this story. But what Hebrews is doing, it seems to me, is just packaging this in a way where it could be misinterpreted and make you docile and make you refuse to fight and stand up for yourself. Back in verse 7, it says, God made humans a little lower than angels. And Jesus' humanity is reasserted here in verse 16 where the scripture states, for verily he took not on him the nature of angels. He didn't want the ability to hocus pocus appear and disappear. He was a flesh and blood human being. This text says it over and over again. For those of y'all who like to ferry Jesus out, he keep on trying to tell us over and over, he was not a fairy. He was not an angel. He was a black man. Deal with that. Let that rest in your spirit a moment. Do you see says here, but he took on him 
the seed of Abraham. And you know me, you know, you know I went and said, what is the seed of Abraham? The seed of Abraham are all, and this is what the doggone dictionary said. The seed of Abraham are the people who descended out of Africa. That's, that's whose ancestors, it's people whose ancestors are grounded and emerge out of African soil. That's who the seed of Abraham is, sisters and brothers. What it's saying is, Jesus, they are fighting against the idea of having us identify Jesus. And this is the ancestors fighting, because I don't know what the people who wrote this text was up to. The ancestors is fighting to help you to see that the great ancestor is who you believe he is the one who stood for justice for our people. So, and my research reveals that the seed of Abraham is sweet black Jesus and all of us whose ancestors descend from African soil. The core claim then of this pericope, this paragraph that I've dealt with, verses 14 through 18, and, and indeed this whole book is because he experienced the pain Agony, betrayal, and sadness because even his memory is misused, misappropriated, exploited, consumerized, transmogrified, weaponized, and commodified because he was battered and broken and beaten and murdered without benefit of justice. Wherefore, in all things, it behooved him to be made like his brethren. All that which you've been going through, he experienced it. The pain, the loss, the betrayal, the confusion, the depression, all things, it says all things, it behooved him. Behooved him. To be made like his brothers and sisters. He was built like us. That's what it's saying. What is it saying if it ain't saying that? It's saying he was built like us out of what we built out of. He could not have responded any other way than the ways in which we have learned to respond. He didn't float in and out. You got to get past the metaphors that are used in the text in order to keep an audience when there was no TV, no cell phone, no video, no record player, no. They told stories in a way that were exciting and extravagant in order to hold the attention of the person who was supposed to be listening. Because it was the only form of entertainment that they had. I didn't even mean to get in all this. Let me hear up. Let me go on. Let me get out of here. It's been something on me lately. It's been, it's, been, it's, been, it's been something on me lately. I believe this damn yoga done opened me up, done opened up parts of me that, you know, these chakras is wide open right now. So, so the ancestors can't speak to me. Well, if I could just leave this chicken and 
Oreos and stuff along because it blocked, I believe it blocked the vibration. <laughs> So, wherefore in all things, somebody shout all things. things. So, when you say all things, just think of all the things that you experienced, all right? Therefore, wherefore, all things, in all things, shout in all things. In all things, it behooved him. It was right for him. It was the right thing for him to do. It was what he was compelled to do. He was compelled. To be made like his brethren that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God to make reconciliation for the sins of the people. See, see, the audience to which the writer directs his words is familiar with the work of the high priest. See, that's outside of our cultural understanding, but they understood what a high, the high priest was the Negro in charge, the head, head, head Negro in charge, right? In, the whole th- in that whole scheme of things, because they, they lived in a theocracy, right? So the person who was in charge was whoever the person who was in charge of the temple ultimately. So they say, this, this who qualified to be in charge, right? They say, think about it, y'all. Jesus is qualified to be in charge because he got all of the experiences that you had. He, he got stripped naked. See, you done felt, you have felt exposed, but he got stripped naked and walked. Well, after he had got whooped the night before, beat down, right? Just after his best partner, who was holding the money, rolled over on him. And then the next few days, they took him around to different courthouses, butt naked. Took him to different courthouses, and some folks would say he was guilty, and some folks were saying he was innocent, and he didn't know if he was going to live or die. But he knew he was going to die, ultimately. He saw what happened to his cousin. They killed his cousin. The people cut his cousin's head off. That's the man who taught him everything that he know that God didn't teach him. Y'all know that you, 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 you do know this is the story. And the people that they fighting against is the white folks, the Romans. They right there in the text. The white folks is trying to get a cut out of everything. And this is how they move in and get a cut out of everything. Because the synagogue, the temple, was getting a cut out of everything. The Romans wanted that too. See, the only thing, and I'm going to tell you all the truth. I tell my students this. I tell my students this. I told them this the other night. Man, this been game. This ain't, this ain't just started being game. The only thing about the beloved community church is I don't get no money. I use the, I use the money so we can do the ministry because I got another job that allow me to be able to take care of my family. So I don't get no money for doing this. 
You see what I'm saying? People don't want to be this. <laughs> I just leave it that with that. People don't want to be this. <laughs> I just leave it right there. From the time of Moses, in, in Moses' time, they talked about they talked about a certain group of people being becoming angry with Moses because Moses and his partners was getting all the money. Read it for you. It's in there in Numbers. In Numbers, I think around number 16. Right? And so what the Bible says is the earth opened up itself and swallowed them. Do you know what that means? That means they dug a mass grave and they murked all them Negroes who was pushing the back against them getting all the money. So you say that's Old Testament. I bring you to the New Testament. New Testament, look in Acts. The story of Ananias and Sapphira who held back giving money to the church when the disciples had told them, Just, you checking in everything. We got a new system. Y'all remember when they instituted the new system in Acts? It said bring everything you got and turn it in to this new system we got called the church. And they didn't turn it in. And the Bible say that they dropped dead on the spot. Yeah, after they cut their damn head off. Because the Bible says that there was a great fear that came over all of the community. People drop dead all the time. Did nobody get scared because of that? I ain't even on the paper. Let me go. Oh. <sighs> so they knew that the high priest offered the sacrifice of atonement by smearing the blood on the ark of the covenant to cover the sins of the people. That was important to them. They knew the function of the high priest. They knew the high priest had power, authority, and stain with God. And through death, the sacrifice of his own blood connected him to the primacy of the need for justice in systems designed to control the people of God. Mm. The writer is struggling to explain that Jesus is worthy, a worthy replacement for their former system of governance that was operated by the priest in the temple. And the reason they said that Jesus was qualifying is because Jesus 
risen was from the streets like them and he understood the hell that they experienced your Bible says that he went to hell and got the keys to death and hell and gone all right I wonder do we have an understanding here finally this enigmatic author closes this section of his argument by declaring for in that he himself had suffered being tempted he's able to succor them that are tempted the new living translation says since he himself has gone through suffering and testing he's able to help those who are being tested ain't God alright today a test y'all is an examination usually administered by an authority or somebody who represents an authority and a test is designed to reveal what someone or something can know or do. Ain't God all right? And I want to leave you here, but I wanted to tell you that once you know, yeah, then you know. And when you know, you can become because you are already what you can imagine. Ain't God all right? Yeah, I'm leaving here, yeah. But I wanted you to know, yeah, that the test of our people has been hard. But we've got an understanding with the Lord. Our trials have been rough. But we've got an understanding, friends have left us alone but we've got an understanding he knows the confusion he feels the disappointment that we feel we've got an understanding that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us your Bible says since he himself has gone through suffering and testing he's able to help us when we are being
being tested, uh, we got an understanding. Uh, the hymn writer uh, said it like this. Um, There's not a friend uh, like the lowly Jesus. Uh, no, not one. Yeah. No, not one. None else can heal uh, all my soul diseases. Uh, no, not one. Uh, no, not one. Jesus knows, yeah, all about my struggle. Jesus knows about our struggles. He'll guide us uh, till the day is done. There's not a friend like the lowly Jesus. Uh, no, not one. No, not one. He came. He lived among us. Uh, he walked with us. Uh, he walked the streets uh, of Jerusalem uh, into the dais uh, and the back alley. He understands us. We got an understanding. He went through the things that we go through. So he has an understanding. And you can go to the Lord in prayer. You can go and have secret communication with the power and the name that's above every name. Ain't God all right? Somebody shout yeah. Say yeah. Shout yeah. Ain't it good? Ain't it good? Have you got an understanding the Lord and I me and God God and I have an understanding. We got a vibe. We be vibing. When I think I can't make it, the Lord lets me know I felt like you feel. I've been through what you're going through. You just got a hold on. And in a few days, you're going to rise. Ain't God all right? Somebody say yeah. Say yeah. Shout yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Lord. Yeah.
God Almighty, help us feel. Help us know that you know. And if you understand, we ought to be able to understand what each other is going through. We ought to be able to show each other revolutionary black grace. Because everybody in this room has suffered in one way or another. All of us suffer under the brutality of these systems of government. Shucks. So if he can understand, the point is that we ought to be able to try to understand each other. Ain't nobody in this room perfect. Oh, none of us, none of us have lived perfect lives, and so none of us even have space to judge the other. What we got to do, y'all, is do our best to be our best selves for each other's sake. Think more highly of others than you do of yourself. Don't be seduced into American individualism and begin to think that everything is about you, your welfare. The text tells us to be concerned about the welfare of others, and Jesus understands what we have experienced. The door is open. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. My, 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 We offer Christ, yeah.
accepted uh, we thank God for our dear sister sister Maya who has united with us in person you might have felt as though you were called to be a part of our congregation wherever you are and so I just want you to know just like I'm telling Maya welcome to the beloved community you are a part so you got people praying for you Y'all still praying every morning? All right, so you getting prayed for? Yeah, everywhere, you know. That's part of the perks, man. Know somebody is saying your name. Uh, I, I know I know Maya, we good. Everybody say, hey, Maya. Hey, Maya. All right, then. Maya be around, be around. And she be working and already been working in the beloved community church. So we thank God uh, for her being added to our family. But the real deal is you was already family, so, you know. But thank you. Thank you for having the, the courage uh, to announce to the community that you're down with the beloved, because that's all it is. Thank you. God bless you. All right. Uh, you know, I, I need to preface this part. You know, I don't be wanting to... I don't want no smoke. I'm glad to see... Brother Lawrence, okay, the phone on the floor, so that's cool. That was cool, okay. So everything that went crazy. All right. Y'all, we getting ready to have communion. Uh, do y'all want to, let me know, do y'all want to be in communion with us, those who are online? Because we getting ready to do it, baby, in this series. Shake it, man. Get through, get through preaching up here. Messed up. Uh, let me just say this, sisters, brothers. This is the highest of rituals in the Christian church and the Christian tradition. And not just the Christian tradition, but the African. We have a tradition of uh, playing music when they need to be paid at the table. Uh, and, and never stopping. Uh, <laughs> we got a, a tradition of umoja, of unifying, unity, of coming together and sharing And y'all, we're going to have to get over what we've been through. I know we all traumatized because we've been down through there these last few years. We've been
been made to fear each other. Y'all, we used to be up in here drinking out the same damn cup. All of us in here. Now we don't even we'd be scared to come around each other. But that that that's because we were scared we was gonna die. The fear of death. Right? But knowledge turns on the light, and we can see that we receive benefit from being together with each other. Our spirits are nurtured by our presence with each other. Right? And so, and so one day, a, a one 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 Sunday a month, I ask that you. Decompress with me as we spend just a little more of our time to ensure that we got our unity back flowing correctly to help us make it through this month. Because don't be don't don't be confused. This this is a month to month operation. If we got enough money to pay everybody we owe then we'd be open another month. <laughs> if we don't, then you already know. You know? So I need for us to spend this time together so we can get ourselves aligned mentally and spiritually for what we have in front of us. I'm asking that you apply revolutionary black grace in this moment. that we give each other the peace vibes that we need so that we can experience this and feel connected to each other adequately. Brothers, would you Y'all remember the sister name that did the, she was here, and that's so beautiful. It's, it's a beautiful thing. Ashay. Our mother has given us permission to engage the ritual. Now, in this ritual, it is known as communion, Eucharist. Uh, the Lord's Supper. And there are probably other names by which it is referred. For us, we remember the blood and the broken body, not only of Jesus of Nazareth, but the shed blood and the broken body of all of the innocents who have been murdered. So we remember sweet black Jesus, how his blood streamed down Calvary. But we also remember the blood of every young black man, woman, child. And when I say child, I'm always referring to Tamir Rice. 
don't forget nobody. And so when we eat and drink together, we do so memorializing all of the innocent blood that has been shed and all of the black bodies that have been broken. And we do that in the name of sweet black Jesus. Let us pray. Lord God, we thank you for this day, this time that we have to share. I ask that you Give those who would share these elements with our people grace and love in their hearts that they would share with them life-giving substances that would cause them to be drawn closer to you and to each other. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.
Amen. Hallelujah. I'm glad to hear that, boy. That, that sounds good to me. Over there from around the corner at the yellow stove. <laughs> it tastes like they came off the kosher aisle. Anyway, <laughs> now I may say that almost all things are cleansed with blood. And without the shedding of blood, there can be no remission of sin. Y'all, I'll be trying to tell you. The blood has continually, it's always been shed. Because the power is in it. What kind of power? The power that makes people stand up and do something. Until blood is shed, ain't nobody going to do nothing. You got to understand, till the blood is shed, we don't even try to hear the ancestors. So the blood got to be shed. We just don't want it to be ours, do we? Uh, Bible study. Uh, uh, trap, uh, oh, I need to tell y'all. Trap, raise your hand if you come trap. Trap, yo. Sister Slaughter, don't, don't leave. You know I'm going to talk about you. I'm going to talk about you. I'm going to talk about you. Okay. <laughs> I'd rather do it to your face. <laughs> Everybody with a trap yoga. I'm sorry, baby. Go ahead. Go to your question. 
No, I ain't going to do it. I ain't going to do it. I ain't going to tell everybody. everybody. For people that was there, that's our secret. So you got to come to travel yoga to get the secret. <laughs> Thank you, babe. Um, can, can I say this? And I'm talking about with all, all seriousness. Yoga, this offering of yoga, man, it's almost as important as worship. It will transform your existence. I'm talking about, I just learned how to breathe my way through stuff. I'm 60 years old. I just learned how to breathe my way through difficulties. I had to do it today. Wasn't nothing right. Everything been messed up all, all this since I got up. Everything. Everybody tripping. Right? I get so by the time I get here, I'm mad. So I got to sit back there and thank God I brought this thing back so I can hide. So you can't see me breathing. So I could get myself together. You can do it. We don't have to abuse each other. We don't have to be abusive to each other. We can breathe our way. I swear, you can get you gain confidence in your body and in who you are. They got a thing called the mountain pose. I do it all. I just stand flat-footed, push, push forward, let my shoulders drop, and say, "I'm a mountain. I shall not be moved. Ain't nothing move me out of my thing, out of, out of where I'm going. I'm gonna make it through, and I'm gonna stand in the midst of whatever it is. That came from yoga." That came from yoga. I want you to get something. That's the only reason I'm telling you. That's the only reason I offer, I'm offering it. Six o'clock, six o'clock on uh, Wednesday night. Come get it. I ain't gonna lie. Jay, Reverend Knight, he don't do the yoga, but he sit over there. The woman voice so calm, and he just know his way through it. it yeah, it's a beautiful thing. So y'all, come on. Uh, seven o'clock on Wednesday night. Street therapy. If you come to street therapy, raise your hand. You won't be the only person here. We, man, we be doing it. Y'all know how we did it when we started? That's how we still doing it. We getting it. We digging. And we under our own experience and perspectives. In it. Ain't nobody, has anybody ever been told what you think don't make sense in, in Bible study? No, we, be, we even listen to Yesi. You know? <laughs> so, you know, hey man, come let your voice be heard and let your soul be healed. Uh, Fridays, y'all, N.A. and A.A. meeting. I'm taking time to tell you about this because what we got is a comprehensive ministry. I'm clear. I mean, hell, I wrestle with substances. I figure you do too. Yeah. So we got, but some of us, you know, I done learned how I got direct deposits, so my check goes straight home. <laughs> some of y'all get y'all check and you don't know how to make it home with it so that's why we got NAAA meeting Brother Knight uh, and, and, and a couple of more of our folks we don't, we don't, and Brother Cornelius and others they pull together this ministry 5.30 on Friday evening stop through talk, drink some coffee 
and talk about how you hold on to your sobriety. Man, this is an all-encompassing ministry. And as I said, our, our, our below community board of directors for our, our below community development corporation, we've met and we got a strong new board and we're going to be doing the work, man, that we started out doing that COVID put a block on. All I need you to do, I mean, and see, and I'm telling you, the white man finna tell you in May, I know as soon as the white man get y'all permission, you get you won't be scared no more. But the white man say in May ain't no COVID no more. He said he said that's over. You ain't got to be scared no more. So the white man done lift the fear of death off of you. Amen. So I need you to come back and bring folks with you and let's go to work. Get this work done. We got man, they 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 playing us. We supposed to get all this money, man. We supposed to be getting it because we seeing about the people. We doing it out of our pockets. Everybody else getting paid to do it. We got to figure out how we gonna get paid so we can pay each other because I believe everybody everybody in this room know that when any money come through here that we can share, we share it with the people. Right. I don't hoard it. I I I got a truck. I don't need no Bentley. I'm good. True. I don't need the money. True. I'm straight. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm really, I'm cool. So everything goes back into the community. Everything goes back to you. So let's make it happen. It's our duty to fight for our freedom. It's our duty to win. We must love and support each other. We have nothing to lose but our chains. I ain't singing it no more, the whole thing no more. We just gonna get out of here. All right? Everybody all right? Everybody heart, mind clear? Okay. Hell, next week, man, we might start back shaking hands during service and everything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right. You ready? It's our duty for our freedom. It's our duty to win. It's our duty to win. We got to love and support each Understanding all of the things that we encounter and go through. 
and for encountering them and going through them with us. And we ask every blessing in the name of sweet black Jesus, our Lord, our Savior, our healer, our deliverer, our redeemer, and our soon coming king. And it's for his sake that we pray, amen. 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 Ashe. 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 Oh. And reach your hand up in the sky. And as we remember Tariq Nichols, Anthony Lowe, and all of the slaves and innocent blood that has been shed, let us pull it down and shout justice. Harambe! 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 Y'all go in peace and the peace of the Lord be with you. I love you and God loves you too. Y'all be well. Show somebody some love. Show somebody some love, yeah. Nothing to lose.